So first of all, Lee, not her real name, um, means well. She's she's trying to do her best as a product owner, but she's also wearing a product marketing, a product manager hat yeah. rather. Um, so she's kind of being pulled in a couple different directions. So one thing that we've done, first of all, is to get Lee and the Scrum Master uh, together so mm -hmm. that we could have a conversation about what do we expect. And, and maybe that involves... Um, using a, a calendar and saying, hey, this is for the next three months. This is when I, Lee, mm -hmm. plan to be out of the office. And uh, and maybe another list of here's the things that, that I know I'm supposed to do with the team. And and here's kind of where I see I'm not able to, yeah. to do things. So, so being clear up front on the part of the product owner is very helpful. So she's been very cooperative saying, hey, this is this is all I can give you. I, can, okay. I can't really give too much more than that. And just that alone yeah. has been helpful. Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Sound Notes. Vic Bonacci's here. Vic, say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. We are here to try to help with problems that people have with Scrum or Agile or anything related to that stuff. So if you've got something, send it to us. We'll give you our contact information at the end. Um, and, and what's going on, Vic? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. But my product owner, my Scrum Master, man, not so good. What's the matter? Well, the thing is, the it's product owner is very out. busy. Ah. Right? Um, so in this case, uh, I've got someone named Lee, and she is very busy. She's often going to visit uh, customers out of the state, out of the country sometimes. Okay. Um, so she's not always around or she's just busy enough where she is in the office that the team just can never get enough time with her. Yeah. And so there's certain things on a scrum team that you really want the product owner there for. And so the scrum master feels like he is filling in ah. maybe, uh, maybe too much for the product owner. Okay. So I've seen that a lot too, where the PO was already like had a full-time job. And then the company is like, oh, we're going to do Scrum. So you're also now a product owner. And they often have trouble finding enough time to actually be the product owner. So you're saying That's right. your Scrum Master is picking up some of that work. The Scrum Master is wondering, should he be picking up the work that the product owner okay. uh, cannot do? And as he's picking things up, he's wondering how much is too much to pick up for the product owner. Okay. So I had a conversation about that with somebody recently. One of the things that we were talking about was that I think it's great to like offer to help out, you know, if the PO wants the help. Um, sure. But in this particular case, the guy had a PO who didn't seem to know what kind of help they could use. So that was confusing. And when we were going through it, I was explaining like, well, if you're the scrum master and you're picking up this other work, that's great. But you may also, that may become your work. And mm -hmm. then you may be planning for you not to have enough time to do the job of Scrum Master, which causes the whole team to suffer. So how do you how do you draw the line there? How do you know when is when it's too much? That's the question we're struggling with. So first of all, Lee, not her real name, um, means well. She's she's trying to do her best as a product owner, but she's also wearing a product marketing, a product manager hat yeah. rather. Um, so she's kind of being pulled in a couple different directions. So one thing that we've done, first of all, is to get Lee and the Scrum Master uh, together so mm -hmm. that we could have a conversation about what do we expect. And, and maybe that involves 
um, <laughs> using a, a calendar and saying, hey, this is for the next three months. This is when I, Lee, mm-hmm. plan to be out of the office. And uh, and maybe another list of here's the things that that I know I'm supposed to do with the team. And and here's kind of where I see I'm not able to yeah. to do things. So so being clear up front on the part of the product owner is very helpful. So she's been very cooperative saying, hey, this is this is all I can give you. I, okay. can, I can't really give too much more than that. And just that alone yeah. has been helpful. I, I also find that. Um, especially in situations where there's a peer that's spread across like multiple teams or whatever, just having that conversation in the retro to make sure the developers understand like when I'm not around, here's why. It's not that I don't care. I do care, but the company organizationally has saddled me with this other stuff that I also am responsible for. So I won't always be here when you need me. So, you know, how can we, how can we manage that? Can we get a BA that can help me out? Can somebody on the team pick up some of this work? And it may right. not be what you want, may not be ideal from a, you know, whatever agile practice or following perspective, but you have to deal with your reality. If you got that, you Sure. Got that. And I think that's a, that's a great solution is do we have someone on the team who can step in and fill in that role? But let's say that the team is just booked. We don't have the, mm-hmm. the BA. We don't have that level of assistance for our product owner. So what do we do? And going back to what you said about uh, Scrum Masters. Yeah, my Scrum Master is great. He's like, he says, yes, I am willing to help out. However, I will only do it on a short term basis. And I'm okay. thinking, yeah, your music to my ears. You see it as a risk. You see it as an impediment. Yeah. We know that we're going to track how to remove it, maybe get a BA on the team, maybe find some other offloading so that Lee isn't as busy or, or pulled in so many directions. Okay. So Lee isn't just giving a blanket to yeah. to say, hey, I'll take it from here on out. But rather, Lee is setting up. I'm sorry, uh, Mark is my scrum master here. Uh, Mark is setting up, not his real name. Uh, Mark is setting up uh, boundaries around yeah. what he's uh, signing up for. Yeah. So, all right. I want to kind of bring up another aspect of this as well. You said it should only be temporary. Let's say you work in an organization that is not going to change this, right? The product owners split across two teams are already overburdened with other work. Your scrum master is having to fill it in but can only do it on a part-time basis. Um, there are a lot of companies I know where the team still feels like, even though it's not got a fully dedicated Scrum Master and a fully dedicated PO and a fully dedicated team, they are still supposed to deliver as if they had all that and all the work they were right. given was completely well-formed. And for me, I believe that there's a point at which you have to let the, the wheel on the cart break. Ah, okay. So rather, the choices are the team can overburden itself, work all night and weekend, add to the technical debt, get burned out, or you can work at a responsible pace, deliver high quality work. You'll probably deliver less. And the organization has made a choice for staffing for whatever valid business reasons. But for me, I don't want to sacrifice the quality. Um, right. So. If you have the scenario A where the team is like burning the candle at both ends, it's going to seem fine on the outside of the team. Right. Management is going to think, wow, look, they're producing. Yeah. We don't need to address the problem at we all. Just what keep problem? getting them to run like this all the time. Until it becomes a problem. Right. Um, versus if you if you have the team work at a sustainable pace and then the powers that be outside of the team are saying, hey, why is the team so slow? Now they're open to these uh this suggestion, yeah. this challenge put forth, right? I think it's important yeah. that people on 
teams, and this has become a, a big deal for me more recently. If mm. you're on a team, whatever role you're in, your highest responsibility to the company is when you're asked to do stuff that can't be done, you have to tell them no. Because if you don't, they plan business yeah. things around it, and you're putting everyone at risk because you feel like all they want to hear is yes. If you are sure. truly a good steward of the company, you have to say no. because it's. If, don't we call that hero mode where people just think, oh, I'll just they'll be the hero. Of, I'm yeah. not sure what it might be called. Yeah, but yeah. hero mode, but, but I think – People feel like the organization wants to hear yes, and they do. But I think the more noble, the more responsible, the more honest thing is like if you tell me to eat 75 eggs in 10 minutes, I can't do that. I'm going to tell you I can't do that. I'm not going to say yes and then make myself sick because that's going to work out badly for both of us. Um, <laughs> I think I think people forget that, that, that their job is to push back. I interviewed a guy the other day who his team treats the plans they get from the PMO like it's their job to QA them. So mm. that was a really interesting way of looking at it. You're given work or a plan from above and your job is to find the holes, not your job is just to say mm. yes. So mm. something to consider as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Cool. The last thing I wanted to say about my my product owner and the uh, and the scrum master relationship is if if the scrum master is taking on this work, mm -hmm. I'm going to remind the scrum master um, that that they're supposed to wear the scrum master hat still as well. Yeah. So that it's hard to wear kind Switch of both hats. And yeah. And so if part of the responsibility that the product owner is asking the scrum master to cover is to accept user stories or to plan sprints. What I might do in those cases is find someone else maybe outside of the team who's yeah. closely enough affiliated with the product that they can maybe step in as a as a surrogate to uh, you know help the scrum master to determine. And maybe together the yeah. scrum master and this other person can say, yes, it's accepted. It meets the acceptance criteria or or here's the priority that we think should be done. I think that's a really good point because there's a there's a balance of power that's supposed to exist between all three roles. And they're separated yeah. for a very good, for very good reasons. And as soon as you blend them, you know stuff gets shaky. You can't be good cop and bad cop at the same time. Well, cool. Thank you for helping me with the uh, the problem. I feel like I've learned something today, and I did as well. Thank you. So, if you're watching this and you've got questions, you got a topic, you got a problem, you can send it on into us. You can email me Dave Pryor at leadingagile.com. It's P R I O R, or Vic. Where do they send it to you? Victor.Bonacci at leadingagile.com, B-O-N-A-C-C-I. All right. Thanks, and thank you for watching. See you next time.